Hello and welcome to In-House Sports with Jay and Jay. Good evening from Calgary. It is Saturday, September 12th, 2020, episode 21. This is the latest we've ever done in the house sports with J&J for sure. Usually, I think the earliest, I'm trying to think what the earliest we've done. What is it? Maybe 11? But, uh, like, we were early risers, both my dad and I. But this is, um, I don't know, we're, this is the latest we've ever done it. Right now, it's about 8.40 local time, mountain time for us. So, uh, yeah, I, I spent 12 hours today in the Badlands of Drumheller, home of the dinosaurs. So for all of our listeners from outside of Calgary, uh, the United States, come visit Drumheller when you're allowed to. Amazing dinosaur historical uh, museum, a world-class museum. It's called the Royal Tyrrell Museum. And I did a bike ride today through the Badlands. Badlands. It was fantastic scenery, streams, the, the, um, the hoodoos. So, so beautiful scenery. So come come visit the museum um, or come and bike ride or, or they have a very nice golf course as well, apparently. Okay, yes. Very nice, uh, John Heller. And Dad, where is it in relative to Calgary? A couple is it south, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, but now 45 minutes away, yeah. Okay. So based on that, we're going to get right into the biggest topic, at least for us of the week, and that was the rest of the e- the Eastern Conference semifinal of um, – of, uh, well, for the Raptors, then I guess Milwaukee um, losing as well. Milwaukee losing as well, but um, that was way earlier in the week. Giannis Antetokounmpo doesn't look good for him for Miami fans, but I've heard from other sources he might be more loyal. Fans or, or Milwaukee fans, sorry. Thanks for correcting me. Um, it's not good for Milwaukee fans because um, they might lose the greatest player in the game right now, arguably. Um, that's, again, very arguable. But the Raptors. Um, they were down uh, 2-1 the last time we discussed, and then four games later, four games later, they go to a game seven, and uh, yeah, I I was, I, game seven, I, I think I, I got Boston beating Toronto in seven from the predictions. Oh, you got it. You got um, it. I thought it was either going to be Boston in seven or the Raptors in four and, and five. The Raptors, though, looked like they they were just all over the place, Dad. Um, you know it more than anybody. Um, first of all, what are your main thoughts about that series? What are your main points? I would say that the Raptors bubble burst. I would say that Spicy P should be called Icy P, as I've heard out there. I agree. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Boston played great. I think they played well enough. Uh, but Toronto, Toronto was not good. I, I, it's actually quite surprised they went to Game 7. Their starters were not good. Lowry was good. He was an exception. Um but Siakam, I mean, every game he – and he admitted himself. He was just not good. He's young. Hopefully he comes back. He's getting a lot of money for the future. But he was not good. His shooting percentage, every game was seemed to be worse. One game to the next, he was not good. And he wasn't great in, in the Brooklyn series either. Van Vliet did not bring it like they needed to. I don't even think even close. Uh, I mean, Gasol, see you later. I, I think that Coach Nurse – should have started Ibaka, but he went always back to Gasol. He didn't have to. Feels like it was like he was obligated, just like he seemed obligated to continue to go with Siakam. Siakam should have been benched or just less playing time. He was playing 40 last night, 42 minutes. He was five from 12. He finally didn't take threes. He did take one. He was zero for one. Uh, you know, lots of clangs from him. But um, I thought they should have used their bench more. They brought Matt Thomas in to shoot threes. 
when he's out there, first of all, get him the ball so he can shoot the three. It's like they don't even use him out there. They should put him in position to use him more. Um, Powell, last night, unfortunately, not great, not a great game. Um, and last night, yeah, last night was it was close the whole game. Um, I guess actually, no, Boston took a pretty commanding lead with like three minutes to go. Toronto had multiple chances uh, to make it close, but the two plays that sealed the deal. Marcus Smart, a clutch block on Norman Powell with a minute to go. And then, um, so that put that kept the 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 um, the Boston Celtics up too. And then Grant Williams missed both free throws. Right. But then Jason Tatum, they it. cannot block him out from the perimeter. He snags the rebound. He shoots the free throws. Uh, he actually no, he makes one free throw. And then great defense. Grant Williams makes up for it by playing some great defense on Fred Van Vliet, who puts up a prayer from three. And the Raptors, that was it from them. Um, prayer wasn't answered. But um, it's interesting because the series is over and it feels like it just started. Um, and I was thinking about this today. The NBA playoffs started in mid-August and are ending in mid-October, two months. And I'm pretty sure is the NBA playoffs, they're usually like three months, like the start of the of, – like the playoffs, they start what, beginning of yeah. April and they end in June. So it's I love having games every second day. I said this last episode. I but agree. the series was interesting. Again, Fred Van Vliet's numbers – uh, on average, he was about seven for nineteen. Again, some nights were, were not great, but Boston honestly controlled. Um, they they controlled a lot of the series, especially going up and winning. You know, the first game by uh, the first game by like eighteen points. First of all, so a major statement, and then just beating Toronto in the next game. And then if imagine if OG Anunoby didn't make that that three, I know. And and then from there, the Raptors uh, did go. I think two and two over the next four games, but um, yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. There was no dominating wins for the Raptors. The wins that the Raptors uh, got, they, their best win was in game four where they won by seven. And then the other games winning in double OT in game three, and then winning by one in game. Oh, sorry. In game six, sorry, that was in double OT. And then in game three, winning by just one point. Um, So uh, I think I had some questions for you, if you don't mind, Dad, really quickly. Um, what was I going to say? Man, what was I going to say? Um, I guess we'll go to the other – oh, yeah, this, the question is, who's going to win Miami-Boston? I guess that's the last question you want to hear. Um, but who's going to win that series? What's your prediction uh, for that? Just a quick answer. I'll say uh, I'm going to go with Boston. This is a quick answer. Not a lot of thought. I think it's going to be Boston seven. I think it's going to be a long series. And Miami has impressed me. Butler's impressed me. I think I mentioned that last week. Uh, they've impressed. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough tug of war between those two teams, but I will go with Boston uh, in seven, but not not convincingly. Fair enough. I'm gonna go with Boston in six. I put. Uh, I thought about this a little bit. Uh, Miami has some rising stars and Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, and then they have some veteran presence with um, Jimmy Butler, Goran Goran Dra Goran Dragic, as well as Andre Iguodala. I know he's like a lot less plays less of a role, but he has that's another veteran. But Boston has a solid big three. And all of those big three players, Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, and Kemba Walker, all rocking some amazing kicks last night. So look at, if you're a kicks fan, check out their kicks, their shoes. They were amazing. Um, they averaged a, comb a combined 67 points um, either in the playoffs so far or in the last series. So 67 points, you can count on them every night. You got some good defense from Marcus Smart, a good bench rotation that, they're ha that they have right now. Um, and Gordon Hayward's coming back probably. So that is yeah. nothing but positive 
for yeah. Boston. I mean, for me, it's uh, I, I'm not a big fan of, uh, as you know, the Miami Heat. I'm not a big fan of the Boston Celtics. I'm not a big fan of the Lakers. I'm not a big fan of the Clippers. Maybe Denver comes back. I would be cheering for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I hope Den- if Denver wins, I want Denver. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm not sure. I think the good, good stories from other way. Again, Miami, their first finals since 2014 when Kawhi won the MVP against them with the Spurs. And then Boston. Well, one more thing I want to say is that they've been led by so many names over the years. Uh, they missed the playoffs once since they won it all back, I think, in 2008. And think about the names. Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Kyrie Irving uh, at the helm, and now they have these these rising stars in um, in um, Tatum and um, Brown, and then they have Kemba Walker with some veteran experience on finally on a team that looking yeah. to make a deep run. So that's another series coming up. L.A. Lakers will face the winner of the Denver Nuggets. And um, I just want to go we'll back. Talk about that after Lakers just advance. We I just want to go up. back to uh, the Raptors game. OG Ananobi yesterday takes three shots. Three shots. I just, um, I, I think that the coaches and the huddles and the timeouts, what were they telling the players? Get the ball to Ananobi. He was a scorer. He was uh, contributing four points yesterday. Uh, Lowry, 16. I mean, I, again, we could go on about this, but I think Nurse has a few answers, questions to answer. He probably won't get the questions. He won't have to answer them. Coach of the year, um, Siakam. I mean, he's young. Can he come back? But, I, again, I'm just going to say I think the Celtics played well. But not great. And the Raptors, if one of their regular guys would have done half A, um, they would have they would have beaten the Celtics. And the Anyhow. last last thing I want to say before we because we're gonna jump onto another topic. This series was completely different. I don't think that there was that type of intensity, intensity that was Utah, that Utah and Denver uh displayed in the last round of the playoffs. Like that, like two series that went to game sevens, that one was both of the, these series, they, they were good, but I thought that the Denver one and back and forth there was like these guys were really battling. I guess they're both battling, but I don't know. I enjoyed the Denver Utah one more. Dad, let's go to something else. We'll just uh, talk about a few topics here. Uh, the Atlanta Braves in the Major League of Baseball this last week scored 29 runs. That looks like if they beat the Miami Marlins 29 to 9. That's like a football score. That starts tomorrow, the NFL. We'll talk about that later, what? but. Uh, the second most run since 1900. Um, um, the second most, uh, I, I, the Texas Rangers uh, back in 2007 uh, scored 30 runs I remember against seeing, they had a, uh, I the think, Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, I, I think I remember seeing those highlights. Or maybe it was another game. They just blew, blew the game open in the first inning or something like that. But, uh, yeah, just uh, in the history of the Atlanta Braves, who were also one time Boston and the Milwaukee Braves, uh, but in this game, um, seven home runs and Adam Duval, their left fielder, three home runs, nine RBIs. I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen nine RBIs in one game. So uh, that's just a bit of a wow to the Atlanta Braves. 29. We'll see if the Atlanta Falcons tomorrow come even close to getting 29 points. Do you think so? Do you know who they're playing tomorrow? Well, we'll get on that. I'll get back to you on that. In that's a, moment. a good, that's a good prediction. Oh, they're playing the Seattle yeah, Seahawks. Yeah. So they, yeah, so I'm going to say no. No, they're not going to be scoring 29. So the, the Atlanta Braves versus the uh, uh, Atlanta Falcons, uh, I, I take the Braves, uh, at least in this uh, this uh, circumstance. So so there's that. Um, we can talk briefly about the Toronto Blue Jays or our Buffalo Blue Jays. Uh, unfortunately, they've had injuries this week, and I think they might be just too amount too much injuries for them to continue on with their momentum. They did pull out a win today, 3-2. Nice after using losing yesterday, 17-1. But leading uh, losing Teoscar uh, Hernandez, we don't know for how long. 
Um, Telez, their first base, remind me of his first name. Telez. Rowdy Telez. Rowdy Telez was having a nice year. I don't think they were counting on him as much. Done for the year. But Bichette um, came back today. Bichette came back today, so that'll help. But those those two guys are big losses. Uh, I don't know if they can overcome them. We'll see. Uh, they're four, I believe, four uh, four games over five hundred. So we'll continue to watch the the Blue Jays, um, of course. Um, Jacob, should we talk a little bit about? Uh, U.S. Open tennis. Yes, um, definitely. Um, def- I think. I think. I think. Yeah. Why not? Um, let's talk about. And the main thing we're going to talk about is this happened just. This happened Sunday. So right after episode twenty, uh, I was teaching swimming. I came out of the pool, and then Novak Djokovic was defaulted out of his match against. Oh, I'm blanking. Who? Do you know? Do you even remember who he was playing? Somebody. It was another great tennis player. But he defaulted. So he and that was because after one uh, point, he was losing, I think, six five in the first set, took a ball and smacked it, and trying to go for the, the back wall and caught uh, one of the lineswoman. lineswoman in the neck. And um, that created something. So, or that, or no, it didn't create something. It created, sorry, it led to the default. The match was over. And immediately that brought to mind Denis Shabavalov in the Davis Cup when he. If you don't look it up, if you haven't seen any of these two, look them up. They're very interesting um, cases that you get. So rare. Shapovalov took the ball and whacked it as hard as he could up and caught the chair umpire in the eye. Um, Djokovic, in this case, caught her in the neck. Um, Dad, what do you think about this? Should have should have he been uh, defaulted? Should have they let him play? Yeah, what no, do you think? I think he should have been defaulted only because that is the rule. It was an unfortunate incident I, and i think he said he's going to learn from that he's going to try to control his temper uh, better in the future but um it is the rule he didn't mean to do it. as soon as he did and saw that he hit the the the, the lines woman he was uh, he was um he was sorry about it and then was checking on her to see if she was she was okay i think he checked on her after um and so i think he apologized uh, very nicely and um and moving forward he'll learn from this it's unfortunate i mean the u.s open was counting on him without Roger there and uh, Rafa Nadal there, they were counting on him as you know, as you know bringing people to watch on TV for their ratings. Uh, but uh, that's my man, uh, the Joker, and he'll uh, he'll be back at the uh, French Open. Fair enough. Uh, I like your take. Here's what I have to say. Um, I agree that he should have been def- defaulted. You know, uh, players have many ways of taking out their fr- of taking out their uh, taking okay. out their. Uh, <laughs> we have a a. a a pen issue here now. Sorry, players have many ways to take out their frustrations, as we've seen in in the house sport, or as we've seen. Jeez, oh, I am just distracted by your pen over there. I'll get you another one. I have another one. So anyway, as I was saying, Novak Djokovic, tennis players have many ways to take out their frustrations. They can smash a racket. They can, you know, verbal uh, or they can, you know, talk to the umpire, which isn't great. And they can also take a ball and hit it as hard as they can. And yeah, that's just the way it is. But Djokovic is not the first and not the last to use their temper. He got caught in an unlucky situation. But players need to be mindful. You know, these people are doing their jobs. Um, of course, he didn't mean to do it at her. But you have to be, you know, when you're when you're mad at basketball, when you're on the sidelines, you're not going to – you have to be careful if you're going to bounce a ball. You're not going to throw it into the stands or something or else these things are going to happen. So you got to be mindful. Uh, they shouldn't do these things where any um, – where any – you know, umpires or fans or anybody else is sitting. Yeah. You got to be extra careful. And it would have been again much better for him to smash his racket, even if you got a point game penalty. 
Um, it was the first time since Shabavala that I've heard of a complete default because of something like this. And it's very interesting because in other sports like that, you know, in golf, there can be disqualification uh, for penalties and stuff. But it was so shocking to see the number one uh, male tennis player in the world done because of this. And it was, I was shocked to wow. get out of the pool and see that. And I think either he'll never, you'll never see him fire a ball again out of anger. You'll never see that. Or Djokovic has a bit of a, you know, he's, he's plays with his emotion, a bit of a, of a temper. Um, so you'll see his anger under much more under control. We're going to discuss the tennis more next week, the winners of the women's and then the men's taking place tomorrow. Just okay. And I just want to, okay, that's fine. Just before we move on from tennis, uh, Jacob, do you know who the last American was to win a major tournament? I mean, male or female? Uh, we'll go with male. I'm going to guess Andy Roddick. That is correct. Yes. And the year? Let's go. Oh, okay, let's see if I can get. I, I kind of. It's remember. been a long time. It's been a long time. I'm I mean, gonna go uh, with 2007. 2003 is the answer. Wow, so, um, that's a long time. Um, you know, maybe Johnny McEnroe should come out of retirement, or uh, Jimmy Connors, because they sure they sure knew how to win majors. But Andy Roddick. So um, tomorrow we got uh, team. I'm not sure how I'm pronouncing it. Dominic name. team. Number the number two uh, player. Uh, versus uh, the uh, Zverev from Germany. Zverev. Um, Alexander Zverev. That's Austria's team, and Zverev is from Germany. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of American tennis players, yeah, not, yeah. not, not a lot. So of that's just, and also, um, well, I just thought it, while we're still on tennis, uh, I'm just here's just a, this is just a did you know? Um, has tennis always been a racket sport? Question mark. What? Uh, no. Tennis was initially pay, played with your hands. What? Apparently so. Um, when were yellow balls? When were tennis or yellow tennis balls first used at Wimbledon? <laughs> I don't know. The first year that yellow balls were used at Wimbledon was 1986. Lastly, just for your interest, for all of our listeners, uh, how many strawberries are roughly ordered every oh, year I've, I've heard for Wimbledon? Like 36 million. Approximately 24 tons of strawberries are ordered oh. for Wimbledon every year. <laughs> okay. So uh, for all of our strawberry okay, lovers. I got a good fact for you, Dad. Get ready for this. How many players have played at least one minute of basketball in Toronto Raptors franchise history? I wanted to tell you that earlier. Played at least one minute? One minute. How many players have played at least one minute? This is so random, but I heard your random trivia. Okay. So I forgot mine. At least one minute of the Raptors. I'll go with. If you get, uh, if you get this. I'm going to go with 1,000. 323. The answer is 236. That sounds like it a doesn't low sound number. As, it sounds low, but I guess there's a lot of players. You know, basketball doesn't have a full roster. Anyway, let's get back to something else. I want to discuss the tour championship really quickly, the last event of the uh 2019-2020 PGA Tour season. And uh P the next season, 2020-21. I can't believe we're saying 2021 already. Feel like twenty, like I can't believe that's coming up. But anyway, the last event and Dustin Johnson won that event again. He started at minus ten and shot. Um, he was at minus ten and he, I think he shot eight under for the week or something like that. Yeah, I think he shot. No, he shot. Sorry, he shot eleven under for the week. But it was really interesting because Xander Shoffley and not a lot of people would know this. He would have actually won the event. He actually won the Tour Championship in his rookie season and was a contender last season, last year. And then, so Shoffley ended up, uh, while he finished second in the act, tied for second in the actual event, he finished first in the other one. And that gives him uh, official World Golf ranking points. Scotty Scheffler, who's had a very notable season, uh, he had some major high finishes. He finished 
uh, fifth for the tournament, but second overall. Uh, then Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas, they finished tied for third, and that was good enough for J DJ to pick up $15 million. He made a ton of money. He made like like $20 million there, I read, in, like, in, in the past three weeks. It's incredible. Um, so good for Dustin Johnson. And guess what we have next week, Dad? The U.S. Open back at Winged Foot Golf Club, and that is a – Phil Mickelson, he he screwed up there back in 2006. <laughs> he did. Uh, I think he just he hit one shot out of bound. He hit one shot behind. Oh, you should just take a look at it. Uh, Jeff Ogilvy won that last tournament at plus five, and there's been other events. Fuzzy Zeller winning uh, before at minus four, and Hale Irwin winning the second uh, highest score in U.S. Open history at plus seven. Imagine winning a tournament. So winged foot. It is. I just listen to this. Where is that? Where is it? Where is the tournament being played? The tournament is in New York State, somewhere okay. in New York State. And listen to this: the U.S. Open golf and the U.S. Open tennis are happening like a week apart. That's gonna be like the first time and maybe the last time ever. I was thinking about that. Uh -huh. So next week we're gonna have some U.S. Open and some U.S. Open discussions on Into House Sports with J and J. Um. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. and the winner's gonna win two and a, two and a quarter million dollars. So that's pretty cool as well. I was just going to say with Shoffley coming second, uh, you know, D Dustin Johnson has been on fire lately. You know, um, his strategy may have been a little bit more conservative, um, perhaps. Yes, it's true. Uh, and and, and they don't know these ability. implications. They don't know, like, oh, what their score is, unless yeah. there might be some websites. Yeah. So tomorrow is the first uh, complete full day of National Football League uh, football, the NFL. Uh, they're pulling NFL off thumb. these games somehow, and COVID testing continues, and the numbers have been – safe so kudos to the nfl for for doing this some some stadiums are going to allow fans i think very few the other day kansas city allowed sixteen thousand. i think jacksonville is going to be allowing a few some teams are talking about tampa about, bay uh, some teams are talking about maybe allowing them later in the season but uh my only well we'll talk more about nfl as we go along but uh just Tomorrow, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. Oh, man. Brady's wow. first game. Um, and then you've got Newton playing his first game for the New England Patriots, and they're playing against Miami. Now, I wish Newton well. Um, I wish him well in New England. I, for many years, I've cheered against New England. But with Brady not being there, I kind of find myself cheering for them, although I do like Miami too. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see Newton versus Brady. Now, for tomorrow, Brady for Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. I hope New Orleans gives Tampa Bay a butt whooping um, because I am not hoping for good things with Brady. I think early one of our earlier podcasts, I think I predicted maybe eight and eight. I think some people are planning a Super Bowl for Mr. Brady. He's a year older. He's slower. I don't care who's got in front of him. They're not going to do well this year. That's my prediction. And I think New England with Newton might do. I can see both teams. I can't recall again my prediction, but I can see both teams going around eight and eight. Well, Both ESPN teams. did a whole season simulation. They had Kansas City beating Dallas in the Super Bowl this year. Dallas, um, the guy must have been paid off to put Dallas oh. in the Super Bowl. Kansas City, I'm just going to interrupt you for a sec. I That's could see fair. them repeating. It's hard to be a, an NFL team and repeat. I could see Kansas City doing it. But to have Dallas in the Super Bowl, I think the guy was paid off. Carry on. Okay, well, that'll probably not be. But, uh, yeah, I was pretty surprised to hear that as well. Um, so yeah, that, that's fair at the NFL. Uh, do you want to jump to a, do you want to jump back to the NBA? Talk about the Houston Rockets because they are a yeah, interesting can, subject. Well, we, we can talk about them briefly. Sure. Let's do so, that. So the Houston Rockets lost tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. 
And the Lakers have been making a habit of losing the first game of a series and sweeping. It's called a gentleman's sweep. Have you heard that term before? Losing the first game and winning the next four? Or, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I've, yeah, I've heard. It's kind of, yeah. Anyway, so the Houston Rockets, uh, interestingly enough, do not have a player on their roster taller than six foot seven. They've been playing small ball, and they have two superstar, or I don't know how superstar they are now, but Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Are they on the decline? But I think before we discuss that, let's bring up Daniel House Jr. He brings a female COVID tester into his hotel room. Like that sounds like something you'd make up in like, that's like, that's insane. Like when I heard that, I was like, really? Like there's been some weird bubble stories, but you know, who knows what's going on with him. Um, but it's still, I, I like, he left the bubble and he yeah. was a major yeah. play, role player coming off the bench for that Houston Rockets team. And that didn't help him. Him, uh, he, he's, he was gone in the bubble and now everybody in Houston has gone from the bubble. Wow. Well, that, that's, that's news. But I think bigger news is uh, James Harden. <laughs> that was just kind of like that. James Harden in celebrity game. Celebrity news or whatever. In game four, didn't take any shots in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's big news. Harden didn't take any shots in the fourth. I think he only took nine shots or something in the whole game. Westbrook and Harden over the next three years are going to be paid, I believe, around $260 million. Wow. When Westbrook joined them, I said the chemistry is not going to be there. They're not going to win it, and and they're not going to win nothing. I think their coach is going to be moving on, uh, D'Antoni. I don't know who would take the contract of Westbrook or Harden, but they're not going to win anything. They got rid of Capella, who's gone to Atlanta, and you know that I like Atlanta. I think they're going to do well with uh, Atlanta, or Capella's going to do well there, but the future of Westbrook and Harden and Houston and the guy hanging out with the, the COVID tester oh, and D'Antoni, uh, they're a failure there. So good luck to Rockets. They aren't going to be winning. Uh, they, they they might, might, maybe they don't make the playoffs next year. You talked about this earlier, the strength of the West. Maybe That's Houston's true. You know what? Houston is a pretty strong they – still, they're still pretty strong. They have a lot of strong players. Covington on D and Tucker. They have a bunch of strong players. Um, but, yeah, the house thing was – Crazy to read. It was the same thing with Lou Williams. I heard he went to like a strip club. That was like a month ago or something. I, I don't remember. I don't. I, I, I think he did though. There's a couple of players that left the bubble, and one guy left the bubble to get chicken, chicken wings. I read uh, that was a while ago it's a as well. Task to stay in this bubble. Yes, it's really really hard. So honest, I I agree. It's just some of the stories are are interesting, but I can't imagine. It is very hard to stay in this bubble, you know. With a, and now family just being odds come in, but now we have five teams remaining in the bubble. And uh, a month from now, and the season's pretty much going to be over. Yeah. And based on that, I want to bring this up. Um, the NBA season is not going to be starting next year until Christmas Day at the earliest. So uh, normally, so there's about, you know, two and a, a half months in between. Uh, these, no, I guess it'll be done in October. It'll be like two months in between or something, two and a half. Usually it's four months. So uh, it's it'd be hard as an NBA player to go from one season right to the next, unless you're a team like maybe Golden State, who hasn't played since March. Um, but yeah, I bet they're still training. Anyway, Dad, let's fi let's finish off the show. We still have three minutes ish um, yeah. left. Uh, World Series. That sounds like it's going to be in a bubble this year. A lot of the playoffs are going to take place in uh, Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles and uh, the Petco Stadium in San Diego. Petco uh, Park. So Petco Park, and then Texas uh, at Globe Life Field's going to have some playoffs, but the World Series itself. Sounds like so far they're gonna have a bubble there, so we'll we'll see if the Buffalo uh, Blue Jays can make their make their way to Texas. Um, yesterday, Tampa Bay Rays played the Boston Red Sox, and they put together a roster of nine. 
players that were all lefties, first time in history. Leave it to really? Tampa Bay to come up with these innovative ways. They had been in they had been in a in a bit of a funk. Their team hadn't been winning, and they dressed um, nine lefties, and they and they ended up uh, well crushing Boston yesterday. Well, was so, the pitcher a lefty or a righty? Uh, the pitcher himself, that's a good question. Maybe one of our listeners can look that up and get back to us by uh, sending us a because tweet. lefties do better with lefties, I think, right? Or is it? The, uh, no, I think it's lefties do better with righties. Yeah. And yeah. then do you want to talk about this fellow here, Jacob? Who is that? Oh, Pablo Sandoval. Yeah, I heard that the San Francisco Giants released him. I don't know if he's been on the team for 10 years. But in 2010, uh, Dad and I went to spring training in Phoenix, and he was like cover of my Sports Illustrated Kids issue. And uh, people loved him. I remember being like right near him, and everybody's like, Pablo, 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 Pablo. They're going nuts for him. Um, and now he's had a he's had a good career. Like he's won three World Series. So some players have never won a World Series. He's part of that Giants dynasty that won three in five years. So when you brought that up, I yeah, couldn't believe I'm it. I'm not sure what his his what his uh, career statistics are. Uh, I don't think they're anywhere close to Hall of Fame numbers. <laughs> um, but with the World Series wins, uh, he's got some credibility. We'll see if anybody. Uh, ends up picking him up, but uh, six hundred twenty-three RBI, one hundred forty-eight home runs, good, pretty good batting average, two eighty. Two eighty, oh, higher than I thought. So uh, kudos to him, but he's a memorable guy for you and I, as far as baseball goes. Uh, he was very popular then, and and did end up uh, signing a big contract, made a lot of money, uh, but his, his services did decline over over time. Um, tomorrow, now you had something about the Oklahoma. Oh yeah, we Oklahoma Thunder basketball coach. Yes, let's wrap this up. Um, Billy Donovan, he's done. And um, I, they really, they parted ways. I don't know what the deal was with that, but I don't know how Oklahoma City is going to be next. So that brings up a lot of questions. Let's wrap up the show, Dad. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 21, the late edition. Uh, David Hearn looking good in the first PGA uh, tournament for this year. So we'll see what he does tomorrow, the veteran. Football starts tomorrow. Rams and Cowboys. Go Rams tomorrow night. We'll be watching. Final round of the AA Inspiration tomorrow. See you later.